When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I, I'm someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm so help me, God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Suck Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where Twitter meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today, those topics are Republicans begging for unity after four unyielding years of their party's demagogue calling the shots, which Democrats are giving them a helping hand, and the Republican Party's Marjorie Taylor Greene problem. Happy snow day. Happy snow day. Happy snow day. Wait, Amanda, is it a Marjorie Taylor Green problem or a Marjorie Taylor Green solution? Because they love her. Good point. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want to jump the gun. That's an excellent point. We see it as a problem, but I'm not seeing much alarm. <laughs> I think she's really mm-hmm. the Democratic Party's Marjorie Taylor Green problem. Hey, that's the so true. The problem. <laughs> she's everyone's problem, yeah. I think. Right. She's right. A, that's a that's a very fair point. Let's say America's Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, <gasps> uh, very very but it is snowy. a nice snow day. I know. Thanks for letting nice us work day. from thanks for letting us work from home, Sammy. Oh, you're so <laughs> <Just> welcome. <laughs> so, do you find it do you find it better to not be able to do go outside and do things like during the pandemic or do you know what I mean? Like is it better to be locked in while there's like, it's really cold and snowy and you can't do anything anyways? Yes. I'm. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If, if this was like the first, the beginning of quarantine, I feel like everyone would be like, great. I didn't want to go outside anyway. I'm sick of going to commute, but because we're now on like our 10th month of this shit, it's like, okay, I really got sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, um, Oh great. Now I have to wear my boots every day for the next week right right well where we are you like are not supposed to drive it's i've not, i haven't seen a storm like this in the city for a long time i'm yeah. looking out my window it's straight up white i can't see anything uh-huh. but i like it like at least there's like a change of scenery like you know what i yeah. mean like, it's lovely to look at i've just been staring mm-hmm. at it yeah mm-hmm. right like it's something I, I'm, new i love snow so this is great for me relative to the whole thing but I don't know. I just like the new vibe, I guess. You know, we're stuck inside anyway, so it's nice to have something to look at. This is why, like, Sammy and I were talking about how we talked about burnout on Thursday's show. And this is, like, the six weeks in New York where it's not, it's too cold to walk around. So mm-hmm. I'd rather, like, have snow to look at outside than just look at outside and all the things I could be doing, like eating outside in 20-degree weather. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You think anyone's outdoor dining today? <laughs> 
Somebody I mean, is going to put something on sometimes. TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brian? <laughs> no. Not I that can't, I can't leave. <laughs> so we are somehow still in a holding pattern over COVID relief, with Democrats threatening to pass a budget without them, while the specter of an eliminated filibuster looms. But we've been talking about this so-called threat now, so I don't think the threat is working. As I was writing this this morning, I was like, I, I don't think it's a threat if it's been like weeks and weeks and nothing is happening. Republicans yeah. <laughs> clearly think they have a path towards a bill they'd accept. And they asked Joe Biden to invite them over tonight to discuss. So he said, sure, fine, come on over. He'll meet with 10 Republican senators led by Susan Collins. They have drawn up a smaller counterproposal to Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID-19 rescue plan. Their counterproposal is a third of the original plan. And the White House says that's nowhere close to adequate, but that they will, they're open to negotiation. So again, Biden's plan is $1.9 trillion. This group of Republican senators are offering about a $600 billion plan. So we're talking about a $1 trillion, more than a trillion dollar difference. They're so fucking cheap when it comes to anything other than putting money in their own pockets. Like, mm -hmm. it's so annoying. Like, it's really so annoying. Like, of course, like... It's so annoying. The tax cut was more. The amount that billionaires have increased their wealth by during this pandemic is more than the $600 billion that they want to put towards this bill. It's just they're literally so cheap when it comes to anything other than themselves. Mm -hmm. I know. I keep thinking about how, and I we talk about this a lot, but... They keep saying, like, we already have done two of the biggest packages, two, the, the two biggest packages ever. How could we possibly keep doing this? Like, look back in history, bro. There's never been something this serious for this long. Like, there has to be a first time for everything. Like, there's you're not, like, going around using your emergency credit card all the time. You use it when you have an emergency. And why mm -hmm. would you be like, oh, I already used it. I still have, like... $10,000 on my limit, but I've used it twice this year. So I better not touch it during the worst time of my life. There's, there's never been anything like this ever. ever. Where people, people are in their homes for a year. Like I can't believe this a fucking year. You're, you're <laughs> like, even, even past, you know, crises. I know. Oh my God. I even, know. In the movies, like to see your <laughs> fucking parents. I know. I can't believe it. Stop. I can't even think yeah. about that. It's like nothing has ever been like this. The 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 2008 crisis. Like, there's literally never been something like this. So it's you can't compare it. Exactly, I and mean, that's what they keep trying to compare it. It's it's also like the like the tax cut we were saying two point two trillion dollars, and later also. Um, passed along a party line so it's like right okay like you could have just just on just not done the tax cut and you paid for your whole fucking crisis like mm -hmm. yeah it's just ridiculous and you did the tax cut so that trump would get another term and he didn't because he was a tyrant <laughs> and this this bill includes funding for vaccination efforts schools unemployment direct payments and personal protective equipment i don't want to undermine the need for ppe but it just feels like a face shield is not going to pay back a year of rent for people the fact that ppe is still even <laughs> a, i know a concept that we are trying to that gets into the highlights of this discussion <laughs> mm -hmm. of this bill is so damn pathetic and shows what that this country cannot even provide the basic minimum for the healthcare workers that are literally taking the brunt of this entire crisis and have sacrificed their past year of their lives to, to, to help 
the victims of this pandemic. It's like the PPE should be a no brainer. It should be like running water. Why does right. that have to be in the bill uh-huh. and, and budgeted for? It's like, that should be fucking separate. What are you talking about? It's like being like, also, it's like being like, also, we need to fund the road. Right. So we're right. going to what? No, that's already a thing. Like I, 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 you could like, yes, Biden is trying to put things in here that would be new, but it's like, you can't put old shit that we already needed in here and call it a smaller bill. It's, it's honestly insane that they would even throw this bullshit at us. Like the, the PPE, like, oh, I'll, I know. you know, we will finally one year later provide <laughs> you with the N95 mask that we should have had enough for before the, there was a pandemic. It's like you are, they literally think that they're just going to throw peanuts at the American people and people are just going to be like, great, like, I'll take it and I'll yeah. vote for you again. Yeah. Are, are we concerned at all about, I mean, the, the point of all of this is that they don't want to spend money and they want to put Biden in a tight political spot. Biden ran on promising bipartisanship during the campaign. You know, it's hard to tell if that's what won it for him. I think that's something where maybe. No, I don't know. Organizing won it for him. Exactly. I think that's worth, I think that's worth addressing. Yes. Yeah. The organizing and turnout is what won the election for him. No one was like, oh, I'm just so obsessed with this unity message. Like it's just, (laughs) no one, no one was thought that like, it's just not how it went. And look, it is what tw- is one week that he's been in office. No one's going to fucking remember if they I take know. the filibuster away. No one's going to remember. No one even knows that it's a thing. People like, will be like, oh, Biden got they got rid of the what? I thought no that happened. One, yeah. yeah, literally all the all people will care about was whether or not they got some form of relief, whether they got mm-hmm. relief, whether they got some like whether they did better this year. What is the point of this? Like, it's who cares if they say that we're not united? Literally, well, who you know, fucking cares? They believe it's, in it's, Jewish space lasers. Yeah. Go talk it's about your here. Jewish space laser league. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's it's also here. Like, you you ran on this package and the COVID relief. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, yeah, you yeah. ran on okay. unity, but you also ran on taking fucking control and fixing the COVID problem. And so you're not being hypocritical because mm-hmm. you are taking the proper steps to fix the problem that you promised that you would fix. And I mean, if you like, they ran on $2,000. We heard that over, like over and over again in the Senate, the the American people are going to notice a difference when their direct deposit is $1,000 versus $2,000. And that I think is the most important part because Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, obviously the American people need that money, but also they're going to (laughs) remember that they got that fucking money. And I don't know. So I, it just seems like you, the first priority needs to be to do the best possible thing for the American people. And if that is to do it alone, it's, you know, you do it alone. Yeah. That's, I think that's what Bernie Sanders has been saying. The other piece of the joke. And there's, there's two things is that like $2,000 is not even close to enough. (laughs) Like what people need is so much more than $2,000. And like, And we have to beg for it. And it looks like some sort of extreme view because like, I don't know, we don't want to upset Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Like, yeah, I'm Chuck Schumer. I'm like, okay, well then deal with it. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to switch to the Republican party? Like, I don't think they're going to (laughs) do that. Like, I don't think there are a lot of people that were like, I got a lot of problems with Donald Trump, but my number one, one is he gets in the way of unity. I don't think that was it. I don't think that's how it went down. Right. I just think, 
Chuck Schumer needs to use his power and be like, you know what, Joe Manchin, shut the fuck up. You're in the majority. If you don't want to be in the majority, go switch your party. Like, he's not going to do that. So it's just, do you really think these people in West Virginia are really paying attention to whether or not Joe, like Joe Manchin sticks with the filibuster when they're, they have the best vaccine rollout in the country. Mm -hmm. Don't you think they're probably happier about that? It's also, is there nothing that Joe Manchin wants for his constituents in West Virginia? I don't know what Joe Joe Manchin and Susan Collins are the same. Their job is to just like sit there and be contrarian. And they love that. And pretend that that's some sort of high ground. Like it's not. You're just weak. Joe Manchin, if he wanted to, he could use this as a negotiation, you know, to get something for his people of, you know, West Virginia. So that's such a great point. That's not even what he's what he's doing. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift, because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So let's talk about Joe Manchin a little bit more, who is suddenly the most powerful person in the Senate. Vice President Kamala Harris is making a case for substantial relief, the exact relief that they run, they ran and won on in states uh, represented by moderate Democrats, specifically West Virginia and Arizona. Joe Manchin was not happy that she did this. Um, not that I don't want to make this seem like she went, I'm not presenting this as like, I don't really want to have the sexism discussion with this, even though it's like under all of it. Like basically he, he went out of his way to say that he was displeased. 
Um, he said, she said a very, she said the West Virginia needs help. Like you need all of this money. West Virginia um, is a state with a lot of poverty. So as you were saying, it, it's very unusual that Joe Manchin is, is picking a battle is like working for Senate Republicans through this. But Manchin's response to this interview was, he said, I saw it. I couldn't believe it. Nobody called me. We're going to try to find a bipartisan way forward. I think we need to. We need to work together. That's not a way of working together. Kamala's with, in your party. She's your vice president. With Donald Trump out of the White House, I think we have America's biggest fucking baby and a new one in the running. It's like, sorry, Joe Manchin, like we hurt your feelings. Like, oh, nobody no. There's just like, I mean, like, and then it should also, she should also just be like, well, why would I have to, do I have to ask your permission to do a interview? Like, that's really what, like, no, yeah, she doesn't. You're not trying to get $2,000 for your people. So I have to. Yeah. Yeah. A big sticking point for some Republicans and Joe Manchin specifically is the idea that direct payments could go to households that altogether make more than $150,000 a year. The White House, that's one thing where the White House is apparently open to that. But another thing is like, depending on where you live, okay, I'm going to tell an anecdote that I heard on the Wondery podcast about Kamala Harris. When she was running for AG, she ran against a Republican and the moment that she really shined and kind of won that race was in a debate and her opponent was asked, would you give up your pension? And he said, no, I wouldn't give up my pension if I won. And they said, why? And he said, well, this job only pays me $150,000. How am I supposed to live on $150,000? And then he lost because Kamala was just like, oh shit. Like she knew immediately he lost. So I only bring that up because Republicans know you can't live in most places with a family on $150,000. Mm-hmm. It's like if $150,000 is so much, then why do you need the tax cut so badly? Exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's okay. $150,000 is so much more. for everyone, yes. but oh. not for you and the people who you are in the pockets of or who are mm-hmm. in your pockets. It's like, uh-huh. it's, it's just so much hypocrisy and like, oh no. So what if people get a little bit more? Than they uh-huh. might quote unquote need. I guarantee you, they need it anyway. We know that helped when people were getting money. They need it anyway. A yeah. family, I bet you a family of, you know, with three kids that household income has $150,000 a year could probably use an extra $2,000. That, one you know time. what I mean? Like one <laughs> time. Would, like they're also they definitely not going to have bills and debt this country the same as any other person. Like, it's wastes our taxes crazy. on so much shit. It's like, just give me $2,000 back. And my tax refund later, but also this now. (laughs) Well, it's also like that money is not just like, it's not just like here, sit on this money and no one, if you, if you're making $150,000 a year as a whole household, that money is probably going straight back into the economy. Even if you're spending it on something Mm -hmm. that's like extra, even if you're spending it on a television set, it is Mm -hmm. still, that's going into the economy. It's a consumer Mm -hmm. economy. You need people to buy things like, right. Who, who the fuck yeah. is in also, charge? Also, I think what people people were saying, you know, well, at the beginning, people just paid off some credit card debt. I think people now have a more emergency situation. Like people that maybe more people have lost their jobs. The situation is more dire. I don't think that's going to happen. It's been one year. Like you're not going to have everybody. If you give people $200,000 one time, you're right. Even if people do pay off their credit card debt, then eventually they will start putting money in the economy. You could make a good case if we had never had a pandemic that it's Andrew Yang spent his whole campaign doing it, that we should give people $2,000 a month. I mean, also, it's crazy. Like, like, who cares that they're paying off their credit card debt? Good. Yeah. Like, also, 
there is like like the fact that they still charge are able to charge so much interest on credit cards during this pandemic right now yeah is insane like i'm just like trying i'm like because i'm like oh god like my interest is fucking crazy but then i'm like thinking about all the people who are just sitting there looking at their credit card debt just fucking balloon it you know and it's not good right and then when they if they even use that i mean the problem is not that people would pay two thousand dollars towards credit card debt the problem is that that would probably just pay for their interest and not actually Mm -hmm. their debt like that's that's Mm -hmm. the problem is that that Mm -hmm. money would actually be maybe wasted but that's not their fault that's it's everybody's fault yep they're willing to waste money about when when it conveniently puts more money in their pockets somehow it's like it's all about just what they're willing to do a different when it benefits them and the people they care about most, which is the wealthiest of the wealthy. I don't, I don't see yeah. a solution other than you just, there just needs to be like normal people in the Senate. Like, yeah. Do you think that Republicans could potentially squeeze Biden here? I mean, I think what you guys were saying at the top is that this is a week into the administration. People need help. They're probably not going to remember this, but I think what Republicans want to make it look like is that they tried they gave Joe Biden every reason to work with them. And he just said no. And as a result, the American people didn't get relief. That's never going to happen because if we're not satisfied, if they don't meet us somewhere, Bernie's chairs, the budget committee, he's ready to go. He's going to we're going to push through a budget. So we're going to get something closer to one point nine trillion either way. It is so short sighted that the, the Biden administration even cares like no one cares. No one is paying attention to these mm-hmm. small moves. No one knows no. that Susan Collins and nine other Senate unless they listen to the morning announcements like <laughs> no one, no one exactly. knows about that. Like the the average person and the average person does not know about that. The people who do know about it already have an opinion and they're yeah. already probably on one side. So it's just. So stupid. So stupid. And the waste Trump, of time. Trump showed that you can't you you can't squeeze a president who refused to be who refuses to be squeezed. So Biden just needs to Biden and Chuck Schumer need to refuse to be squeezed. Just mm-hmm. like say like fuck you. Like we're just <laughs> doing it. Like yeah. yes. At this point, like the whole system has broken down to such bad faith, and like that ultimately. I don't care if they're like, okay, screw you. We're doing it because this will help people. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. We got to just do it. I don't know what's taking so long, but I think this has to happen before the impeachment trial, which is on Monday. All right. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Finally, we're going to address Marjorie Taylor Greene. We didn't address this last week because it was just moving a mile a minute. And hopefully you listened to Sammy's amazing interview with uh, Liz Plank about masculinity, which I feel like Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to listen to. I just feel like she would benefit from it somehow. She would benefit from a lot of things. Uh, helpful, helpful podcast, not least among them. It feels weird to say that shit hit the fan with Marjorie Taylor Greene last week because she's been super dangerous for months. And we've known about a lot of this for months. I know personally, I was not shocked by any of the revelations last week. Were you? No, um, no. This is like I tried to ignore this woman just because I didn't want to like call, yeah. like spread her beliefs for a really long time. And now it's literally impossible. Good point. Yeah. Um, to to do that. Yeah. So CNN surfaced posts throughout 2018 and 2019 in which Green, she liked posts calling for the execution of Democratic lawmakers such as Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama. A reminder, a year later, people actually did storm the Capitol and look for Nancy Pelosi. She's also a QAnon supporter. Uh, They believe that Democrats are running a secret pedophilia ring and various other nonsense. She also said that wildfires are caused by Jewish space lasers. Anti-Semitism is the basis for QAnon. Numerous Democratic lawmakers have said they fear for their safety sharing their place of work with an unhinged conspiracy theorist who has encouraged violence against them. Fair. Representative Cori Bush has moved her office and Representative Jimmy Gomez has introduced a resolution calling for her expulsion. House Republican leader, we're still where we were last week, which is that House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, he's just going to talk to her about it. He's apparently talked to her on the phone and going to meet with her. I can't tell you how many times on the news I just saw the headline, Kevin McCarthy to meet with Mar- 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 Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like that's not... I mean, do, like, do they not have HR in Congress? Like, what's going on? Like, it seems. I don't think so. It should. It shouldn't take a week to for the leader to have a conversation with his constituent if he really cares about what she's doing, and it's so wrong. He, she had already been appointed to the House Education and Labor Committees, and they knew who the fuck she was. Yes, they knew, and the audacity to put that disgusting woman on the house education committee is you know just she calls the parkland students actors says that those children didn't die in sandy hook mm-hmm. that is that there's no there is nothing more despicable than that i think about this all the time i think about the sandy hook like situation all the time in the days afterwards and you know trying to get like the obama administration trying to get gun reform and even then <laughs> I know. They couldn't do anything. And this woman calls it fake. It's and and it's and attacks school shooting survivors. And they put her on at the fucking House Education Committee. These these Republicans knew. And she's running around stalking people without her mask. It's disgusting. I mean, la- last time they had the Secretary of Education, a woman who thinks that all <laughs> schools need guns because of bears. So like mm-hmm. they really only had this is the yeah. next logical progression to, to put this one. What other committee could you even put her on? I know, right? What, what is she even doing? Like, what? What is she doing there? Who is she serving? She's serving people. Here's Okay, here's the thing. 
she is serving people. She that's the sad thing. Like the reason that they won't denounce her and they denounce, let's say, like Steve King and they took like they like he suffered consequences was because like clearly at that time they saw that the calculus would have benefited them mm. that to not have him like sort of upheld as like you know an ideological guide but the fact that they're not doing anything about her and she tweeted like i had a conversation with my favorite potus ever trump like clearly they think that this woman's going to help them which is bolstered by the fact that kevin mccarthy went to mar-a-lago and yep. trump says he's going to help them in 2022 so like this is the direction the party's going in otherwise they would do something yeah. about it i know it's like it's like okay so seemingly you want this is the, this is the direction you want the republican party to go to you want it to go down this this fucking just rabbit hole because if you didn't you wouldn't you would disown her you would like call her out for it but the fact that nothing is happening. I think Mitt uh, Romney is uh, has been retweeting calls for saying that she's not fit. Not even from a uh, Pierre. What was his name? Pierre Delecto Pierre, or something. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have any Pierre Delecto for that. One. Forgot I about mean, that. Cool, great Mitt Romney, but like I don't know. Like, is anything going to happen from that? Right. Probably it's like it's not. a subtweet. It's like why don't you go? I guess he can't go talk to HR. And I mean, this is the point that everybody's making, but it is pretty stunning to think about. Like, imagine if if I liked a tweet of a troll saying they wanted Brian to die, I would be disciplined. <laughs> I suspect yeah, I would be disciplined. I suspect I would no longer have be welcome to, to work here if I did that. Multiple, that would be an issue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Anywhere I can imagine you're not allowed to do that. No. Mm-hmm. I, no, it's like... Yeah, the, it's again, it is a lawless party at this point. Literally, it's a lawless party. A they stormed party. the ca- they they built a gallows to hang the vice president of the party. And they still the, the Republicans still will not discipline. You know, the most amazing headline I just saw it. is that well, some of the people that stormed the Capitol, they didn't even vote. <laughs> yes. Oh I God. I someone just sent me that article too. It's it's not and I don't want to call them tourists because I think that that actually minimizes what they are. They're not tourists. Like, you mean like political cult. tourists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Political. They're a cult. It's like <laughs> the, the what is left of the Republican Party is kind is a cult. I don't really see how you can call it any other thing. After the Capitol riots, I, there was like tens of thousands of people who unregistered as Republicans. So like people did make a decision to leave. And if you didn't make that decision to leave, that also says something. I mean, they, a lot of them, especially the ones in Congress, I mean, Kevin McCarthy voted to, you know, not certify the election in the House. And I mean, I just don't, it just is like the most, like, it's crazy. It's like undemocratic. And then like, they are just all, just like don't care and they're just i don't know i don't even know it's just like just so mind-boggling you can't even wrap your head around how just terrible this woman is and they are all just like clasping arms yeah it's i mean there's only their party now. a political motivation that's the only thing they're mm-hmm. motivated by is what can help them politically and you're right i mean that's do you guys think that is why marjorie taylor green do you think she's been emboldened by the fact that trump is still her ally the republican party has been very loyal to trumpism i mean people need incentives to change their behavior she doesn't seem yeah. to have any. I mean, Me. if I was anything, I think that she's probably like, oh, what's my next move? What next? What higher office do I seek next? That's what I'm fucking terrified of. She also provides cover for the 
the Republicans who maybe believe similar things or maybe not even to her extent, but she provides cover. Right. She provides cover for like the less, the lower level people who are in her kind of world. Yeah. You want the same Um, thing, but are less loud. Yes. That's exactly who she provides cover for because like, as long as she's not being censured or disciplined in any way, they can obviously get away with their like l- slightly less extreme but still very harmful views. Well, here's right, the it's thing. Gonna, right yeah. now, she is raising she is raising a lot of money off of all of this. She is she is, and they the Republicans are seeing that they're like, she's making money. These are the people who are donating money. These are the ones who are going to turn out to vote, except apparently the ones who some of the ones. Well, maybe we should tell them that's why we should give people two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, so they can give Scientology it to Marjorie. Raises a lot of money too. You know, like it's cults don't have a hard time raising money. They cults don't. are yeah. quite profitable, famously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before we wrap up, as you guys know, February is Black History Month. Every show this month, we are going to play archival and even recent clips of the show. Black history is being made every day. We're going to be doing this to honor the voices who shaped America and whose lessons the country could still heed today. We've been listening to these clips and they are very, very resident. So we're excited to share them with you throughout the month. Today, here is Representative Barbara Jordan opening Richard Nixon's impeachment trial. This is a super iconic speech and we wanted to share it because a lot of the points that she hit I think I know some people in the Senate that really need to hear. So until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And here's the clip. The framers of this constitution were very astute. They did not make the accusers and the judges and the judges the same person. We know the nature of impeachment. We've been talking about it a while now. It is chiefly designed for the president and his high ministers to somehow be called into account. It is designed to bridle the executive if he engages in excesses. It is designed as a method of national inquest into the conduct of public men. The framers confided in the Congress the power, if need be, to remove the president in order to strike a delicate balance between a president swollen with power and grown tyrannical and preservation of the independence of the executive. The nature of impeachment, a narrowly channeled exception to the separation of powers maxim. The Federal Convention of 1787 said that. It limited impeachment to high crimes and misdemeanors and discounted and opposed the term maladministration. It is to be used only for great misdemeanors, so it was said in the North Carolina Ratification Convention. And in the Virginia Ratification Convention, we do not trust our liberty to a particular branch. We need one branch to check the other. No one need be afraid. The North Carolina Ratification Convention, no one need be afraid that officers who commit oppression will pass with immunity. Prosecutions of impeachments will seldom fail to agitate the passions of the whole community, said Hamilton in the Federalist Papers number 65. We divide into parties, more or less friendly or inimical to the accused. I do not mean political parties in that sense. 
the drawing of political lines goes to the motivation behind impeachment. But impeachment must proceed within the confines of the constitutional term high crime and misdemeanors. Of the impeachment process, it was Woodrow Wilson who said that nothing short of the grossest offenses against the plain law of the land will suffice to give them speed and effectiveness. Indignation so great as to overgrow party interest may secure a conviction, but nothing else can. Common sense would be revolted if we engaged upon this process for petty reasons. Congress has a lot to do. Appropriations, tax reform, health insurance, campaign finance reform, housing, environmental protection, energy sufficiency, mass transportation. Pettiness cannot be allowed to stand in the face of such overwhelming problems. So today we're not being petty. We're trying to be big because the task we have before us is a big one. This morning, in a discussion of the evidence, we are told that the evidence which purports to support the allegations of misuse of the CIA by the president is thin. The Betcha Sup podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.